Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Welcome back to another edition of the Wolverine.com podcast. This is our TV version. We've got a special guest this week. No, it's not Doug Skeen. He's here every week. It's Chris Hutchinson, otherwise known as Aiden's dad now, Chris. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, we thought you were a legend. Your kid has taken this thing to another level. And in fact, I was talking to, to three or four different people today that said he has a legitimate chance here with a big game to steal the Heisman Trophy. And the odds, you, you look at Vegas and you look at the odds and you've got Bryce Young, and then it's like, okay, who's next and who has that opportunity? Here's Aiden Hutchinson with his biggest game on the biggest stage. Just tell me what was going through your mind on Saturday, watching him out there finally slay that dragon that's Ohio State. Well, it's funny because I heard about, you know, how good their tackles were, and I knew that, you know, it was going to be a biggest challenge and probably some of the, the best two tackles that he faced in tandem. And Aiden and I talked about, you know, what are the other guys in the Big Ten? What did they do? You know, they didn't do much around them. So I'm like, all right, well, this I think is going to be well, – it might not be Penn State, but, you know, I I, I still think that everything – Aiden controls everything that he does. Did I think he was going to get three sacks and, you know, get a holding penalty and run some, you know, large fellow over? No. Um, I think that was – honestly, I just think that he's that good. I mean, Doug, you know, we went back. I was showing you film from yeah. camp, and I'm like, yeah. either Aiden is this good – or our offense is that bad. And I think it turned out to be that Aiden is really that good. And I don't, you know, people that know me like you do, Doug, you know that I'm not this, I'm going to, you know, think the last of, I'm not, I really don't think he's going to be that good until I can really see it. And yeah. he has proven every bit of what the hype is. I mean, the kid is, I mean, on the field, off the field, leadership, and then to play that way in that game on that stage that's freaking ridiculous. Yeah, Hutch, yeah, is, Hutch is a ballast. Hutch is not that dad. He's not that guy. And, and, he's, and he's, there's absolute truth to this. Going all the way back to when Aiden was young and, you know, tall and skinny, you know, is is, is this guy any good? Is he going to be any good? Very humble approach. So there's a lot of legitimacy in that answer. Yeah, and you told me, Skeen, that Chris was asking you, hey, do you think my kid can is good enough to play at Michigan? Uh, you guys played against him. <laughs> which is crazy. And now look at him. Now he's going to be the number one overall draft pick, uh, most possibly. Uh, it's unbelievable what he's accomplished, Chris. But it's not just that. Uh, interviewing this kid, and I told you this in a text after the game, uh, what a great kid, you know, and what a amb great ambassador for the university. And I've always said, you know what's missing is that championship DNA passed down from class to class. But he got that championship DNA through you, and now you right. get over the top. And this is why he came back, right? I mean, he didn't want to go Absolutely. out on the note that he went out last week, last year. No, no. And I think the the video or still that sums the whole his whole legacy up is at the end of the game, almost going to choke me up, yeah, and you see him just raising his arms and he's literally bawling his eyes out and yeah. you can just feel what this kid has put into it and it was such an emotional event for him it was it was great to see you like this is true genuine emotion this kid loves this program he accomplished his goals his team is right where they want to be i mean it was it, it's picture perfect and the, to see the kid go through that and just 
be, you know, genuine on the field. It was, it was beautiful. I still, woo, tearing up here a little bit here. You're not the only oh, one, brother. I, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> your kid drew a tear out of me too. So, uh, and that whole football team did. But I got to ask this question. There was, there was a visible measurement of vengeance, violence, foaming of the mouth, aggression that I had not seen out of a Michigan football team. And I told Ballas this as recent, the last time I saw it was at Michigan state when Devin Bush was, you know, doing the pregame stuff with the Michigan state team. I have not seen that, that blood in the eyes, uh, desire to tear someone limb to limb out of a Michigan football team. Why? What, what happened? What happened with this year's team leading up to that game that created that, that magic potion that makes a football team want to destroy someone. Where'd that come from? Honestly, I think it's just one of those things. It's literally like a magic potion. You get the right number of guys in there and they take things over. I mean, we said it and all the guys said it from the get go of this camp and spring ball. They're like, we don't know, but something's different. They couldn't put their finger on it. They were having fun. This, everything felt different and no one could say what it was, but they just knew that it was different. To me, it's the leadership, and you had guys that stayed, and you had guys that saw what happened in years past and didn't like what happened, and they didn't want that to happen, and they wanted things to change, and you had that with the right season and the guys that were really hungry because they really crapped the bed the night the the year before. I, you know, they they wanted this, and you know, hopefully we can see it through to summation in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah that's the it's, thing. It's a, it, it, it's interesting. One, one last thought about that, Ballas. Yeah. It's interesting because we've heard that. We've heard that from previous Michigan teams over the last six, seven years that, oh, this is different. We're taking it different. And yet the results were still underwhelming in some of those seasons. Uh, but this truly was different. There was something. And the last test was at Ohio State game. And I tell you, that's what brought the tears to my eye was the two offensive linemen getting up in that kid's face after he tore uh, Wilson's helmet off. Uh, obviously, Aiden and Ajabo torturing those offensive tackles. And you said, yeah, pushed a large human being on his butt. Uh, we have other names for that, Hutch, and you know a lot of them for what <laughs> defensive linemen do to each other. So yeah, offensive linemen right. out there, uh, some of that you can't talk about on a podcast here. That's a family podcast. Um, but that was, that was, as Ballas and I have talked about, the old Michigan football that we haven't seen in a long, long time. Well, let me tell you a little aside. You may not have seen this, but the play that's gotten all the notoriety for Aiden where he knocked the big fella over, if you watch the TV copy uh-huh. and do you see Aiden doing this and he's going like this? So Aiden <laughs> saw them call the protection that they were sliding to Aiden. And Aiden yeah. says, he just starts screaming at the guy going, come on, big boy, I'm coming, I'm coming. That's what he's doing. Now, I don't know if the big boy thought Aiden was trying to psych him out and he's going to do a speed rush, but he's like, mm-hmm. I'm coming. And <laughs> it was effective. I mean, because I kept going, I go, what were you doing there? He's like, I told the big fella I was coming. Because I, yeah. I, knew, I knew the slide was to me, and I knew that what I'd been dealing with all game, so I was, you know, determined to run through him. I tweeted yeah. it and I, and I tweeted the actual, the TV copy. And my, my line up there was I'm coming and hell's coming with me. And that was, <laughs> the two I mean, he doesn't yeah. talk about Mac, but he was like, he was in the zone and he was like, 
brother, I'm I, I'm bringing it. So you better be ready. Hutch, uh, you know, you know, from sitting in some film sessions, I was imagining myself either being that kid or. All right, we got Doug Skeen back. He's having a nice little Saturday at Home Depot. Might go to Bed Bath and Beyond after this. I don't know. I don't know if we have enough time, but we got him back, and we got to get the pose in which you froze because that was fantastic. And what I was what I was saying to Hutch, uh, I wanted the PG version of exactly what Aiden was saying to the kid, you know. But I'm coming, big boy. Does it for me because that yeah. play right there uh, epitomized and summed up everything about that football game, Hutch. Teams in the past went into that game hopeful. I got the sense in the pregame that there was something different, that these guys were going out there expecting to win. What did Aiden say to you leading up to the game? He said, I like our game plan. I think what we're doing in the secondary is going to help control things. And I just said, that's great, but your offense is going to have to score 30 points because even though you're holding that offense, the Ohio State's offense, they're still going to score. They're that good. But yep. – if you can make them march down the field 12 plays and burn up six minutes, you've done your job. Uh, yeah. And the offense happened to be a non-punt offense in the second half, and then you go, 15-point win. I thought that the start of the second half was, was critical. The two stops that they got, I think Ohio State had eight plays. Michigan scores twice. Uh, but the offense, the complimentary football, I thought was fantastic. And really, Jim Harbaugh getting back to his Stanford roots. And Skeen and I have talked about that. And there are so many people that hate that man ball thing. Oh, God, you're not going to run. And when he brought up blocking and tackling and, you know, we have to channel Bo and Woody, there was a segment of the fan base that was just screaming, like, he doesn't understand. I'm like, no, he gets it perfectly. That's what it takes to win a game like this. Take me back to your own days against Ohio State. It's the most violent game of the year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this was everything about in the trenches and we set the we set the tempo there. I mean, it was, you know, the the pretty guys outside get all the get all the pictures and all the fanfare. But Doug and I are who uh, who won this thing. And I actually made a comment. I was doing an interview yesterday and they were talking about, you know, Desmond and the Heisman Trophy. And I'm like, I go, Desmond, I've never told. I looked right in the camera. I go, Desmond, I've never told you this. But a little bit of your Heisman Trophy is mine because if you didn't have us, your defense wasn't any good, and you, you know, Heisman Trophy winners are never on bad teams. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly no, right they're not. Too. Yeah, yeah, so good. I, I then I then I I'm glad you told Desmond that because I want I want my piece of the Heisman Trophy so I can parade it around town. Right. You got your TV time on the, on the catch. That's right. You got your TV well, time on the catch against Notre Dame scheme when you were the first one to the end zone there. Yeah, right, right. Or something. My cheap so. press all these years later, it still counts. Oh, exactly. it's pretty awesome. So, Hutcher, so Aiden knew slide protection was to, to his side on the play where he actually trucked the dude. Yep. How much more to that? How much more to that Michigan defense know was coming before the ball was snapped? You know, it's that's one of the things about what Aiden is able to do and why he loves to stand up because I, I was more of a simpleton. I want to put my hand in the ground and I know I got a man over me and I got to beat him. He wants to see where the back is. Is the tight end on the line of scrimmage? Is the tight end off the line of scrimmage? Because he is able to say, well, I know if the back and tight end are in this position, I've got 70% this, 30%, and he's able to – Think about that real time to know what's coming. And I think that is what has made him partially what's made him faster. He's able to do that, stand up, recognize everything and say, I've got a pretty good shot. Of, I know what's coming. And, and, and the defense, this, this new defense with McDonald has allowed him to see that. Absolutely. Standing up and then McDonald, 
you know, the way they present it to the kids and they make it to where they know back away, tight end on the ball. That's why the the outside linebackers are signaling to each other where the tight end is so the other guys know it because we're playing tendencies. Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you expect Hutch? Uh, it surprised me when they weren't chipping him and bringing another guy over there. Uh, almost a slap in the face at times because he was just brutalizing kids. 15 pressures, by the way, Skeen, was a record, a pro football focus record since 2014. And I swear to God, if he hadn't been held about another handful of times, he would have had three or four more sacks. But did it surprise you at all that they didn't give him a little more attention there, Hutch? No, no. This is the big boy phenomenon, we call it. The big boys have too much pride in their offensive line. Look at Wisconsin. Look at Penn State. They're not going to spend that time chipping you. Why did Aiden not get sacks in Maryland? Because they chipped him. They put a tight end. They put a running back. They knew that they couldn't do it. But the big boys, they think they can do it. And Aiden's like, they're not going to do it. They're not going to chip me that much. And you see what happens. Yeah. What talk about what Mike McDonald has meant to him and, and was Aiden skeptical coming in? I know a lot of us were You're like bringing in a guy who's never been a coordinator. We knew that he had the pedigree, right? We know that John Harbaugh is a great football mind, but you just didn't know about Mike McDonald. How long did it take him to win Aiden over and, and just how far is he coming or under him? You know, it was interesting because Aiden didn't do spring ball. So it was hard to get a feel. I mean, he, towards the last, second half of spring ball, he was playing all the linebacker positions up front like on seven and seven, just to get used to dropping and doing those things. And so I think he got enough of a feel. He's like, he really likes standing up. I think probably that was the biggest portion of it. He realized that standing up opened his mind to all of these possibilities that are out there. And then the way McDonald continues to each game, pretty much it's, you know, a, they're going to use eight in different spots. They don't always have to move it around, but just like the the Western Michigan coach said, we thought he was going to be here, and he wasn't the, here there very often. So they game plan him a whole bunch. Sometimes he's into the boundary, depends on what they're running. Sometimes he's to the field. Sometimes it's Jackson him to the field. You know, so they've moved him around enough so where the offenses have to now think about, which is what you want, especially in college, because now you've got another thing for this quarterback to think about. He's got to think about where Hutch is, where he's going to slide his protection, where he's going to move the back to. Now you've given them another thought process while you're thinking about everything else you got to think about. I think all like that was whole McDonald's whole process was you just make that quarterback think a little bit longer, and that's going to give our rush that much more chance. And I think yeah, Aiden, especially- it's hard to see that and see all these places. It didn't really change his position from from where they were at. It just gave him different opportunities and moved him around enough so where people couldn't just line up and say, well, I know he's going to be to the field every time, so I can just call my play here. And you saw yeah. that happen in the Ohio State game uh, right before 
Ohio State lining up and Aiden and Ojabo switched because he was going to the boundary and they were trying to run at Ojabo into the boundary. And instead it was Aiden there and it was a two yard gain. And uh, thank you very much. Third and long. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got to say this, you guys um, know, you guys have talked and I've talked to some of your teammates who said, you know, that have been in that building and say the Michigan football that we lived isn't there anymore. It's gone. Uh, but to me, and I've said this many times, this reminds me of the 1985 team and, you know, a little before your time. Skeen, you were probably still watching Michigan football. Chris, were you watching Michigan football in the mid-80s? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I had a lot okay. of connections to not, you know, I wasn't born here like Doug was, but I had a lot of connections exactly. here. Yeah, but it felt like that team and you're like, okay, this feels like a Michigan football team. When you're in that building, Hutch, it does, does it remind you of, of the way things used to be? I think there's small parts of it that everything has changed. The, mm-hmm. you know, just when I, and, and maybe it's because I'm too close to Aiden and see what he goes through and, and what they have to deal with in social media, which is an entirely different discussion. But I try to put myself in his shoes all the time and see what he's going through. And sometimes I can like, Aiden, I've been here. I know what you're going through. And other times I'm like, I can't even imagine what <laughs> yeah. you have right now. Yeah. Um, but certainly the way that, you know, I, they get coached hard. Um, I think that for me, probably the biggest thing that reminded me of our teams is the leadership's coming from the top. The guys that stayed here, the guys that are living Bo's most famous quote, they stayed around and guess what? They are finally champions. Yeah. And they got another chance for another championship scheme. Tell them your preseason prediction. Have you told Chris yet what you have? Oh, I, got, I don't know. I probably told him. It was like five and seven, Hutch. I thought they were going to be terrible, but I, I was, I'm being pragmatic in my old age here, going off of what I've seen and in the last few seasons and last year really took the wind out of my sails and, and I was doubt, I was the doubter and I, and Hutch, mm-hmm. as, as Ballas and I have talked all year long, I, I could not be happier to be wrong every week that this team proved me wrong right up until the last Saturday. But I, I, you know, I just went off of, you know, what they were doing. Some of the coaching changes I thought were great. Some of them certainly raised questions. Sharon Moore, absolutely. In his first year as offensive line coach, the dude did a great job. And for that, I could not be happier for those guys and him. Secondary is the, the progress they've made from game yeah. one to now. You know what? You want to catch a ball over the top of their head on the pylon? Attaboy. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was, you know what? I'm going to give it to you. That's a great coverage. Yeah. But, man, that that's the biggest thing to me. That secondary, I, I, I those kids come out of nowhere. You got freshmen yeah. playing. You got guys who get torched two years ago and embarrassed. And it's yeah. like. Wow, that that this is what coaching does for you. It's, yeah, it's, it's really it, it, gray, Vincent Gray, obviously Dax Hill, the big the big yes. year back there. But obviously, having a pass rush like you guys, like Hutch and a job off the edge. But like I said last week, I think I think Aiden and Ojabo's elevation also brought Mozzie and and Hinton in the middle. I thought it brought their game up too. Yeah, and they did a hell of a job. Totally. They, you know, I hear stories from Nua and the coaches about how Aiden just without saying anything, they, they realize what kind of a job Aiden has done and they have started, they've fallen in line and hopefully this is what's going to continue to take this team. Those guys are going to learn from how Aiden and Josh and all the captains did it and all the seniors did it. And they're going to be like, this is how it's done. 
Not yep. how we did That's it two years ago. This is how you do it. This is the formula. You might not win yeah. the Big Ten every time, but damn it, you're going to look like a team that is right there. Hutch, doesn't that sound familiar? Bunch of yeah. bunch of guys uh, falling in line with a bunch of upperclassmen, and then those upperclassmen duplicating that and then doing it over again like that five is, times. That sounds that's familiar. The, that's the method of success right there. I mean, we we lived it. The crazy part is, is that we thought Ojabo would be following Hutch, young Hutch, you know, and being that next guy. Well, guess what? You know, he's already presented as a first round pick too. And you're wondering if right. you're both of your, you know, and and to have that guy, right. have a right, have a guy like uh, Aiden on the other side of you opens things up. You know, you know you're not going to, uh, you know, you're you're not going to get doubled if anybody's going to be doubled, getting doubled. It's Aiden. So um, let me ask right. you this: Who's the guy coaching him? I know that Nua was coaching the interior guys. Who's the guy that uh, that really spent the most time with Aiden and, and Ojabo out there? Well, from uh, you know, he Aiden really enjoys his time with the analyst Oz. Obviously, Oz being an analyst has limitations. Mm-hmm. What he can't can't do on the field, but what Oz has brought to them from you know a fresh perspective and different techniques and really elevated Aiden's game. Aiden really enjoys his time with Oz. I mean, he thinks he is one of the brightest guys and the things that he, as an analyst, what he does to help with the game plan and breaking down film and showing these guys the weaknesses of the offensive linemen and showing them how to watch film, all these little tiny things that, you know, Aiden, maybe he wasn't ready for, back a few years ago, but now his brain is just sucking all this stuff up and he yeah. is really enjoying his time with Oz. Yeah. And he's being mentioned uh, as for coaching spots at UConn, I think has come up. I mean, that's the thing too, about a staff, right? When you have success, coaches are going to want to poach you and, and give you opportunities. So we'll see what Jim does uh, to try to keep these guys together, but what a staff it is. You can just tell it's palpable the way they work together and, and how much they like each other in that building. And it's been fun uh, just through interviews. So uh, a question I get all the time, guys, uh, any, any more Hutch, young Hutchinson's coming through the ranks or, or is it, or is it too late to start? You know, not, not any, uh, I haven't been served with any legal papers for uh, uh paternity. <laughs> yet, so, so we're all good there. I think. Uh, well, it's too bad because people want to see, yeah, people want more Hutchinson's coming through and seeing no, no young kids in Boston and new England or anything like that. that no, can... no, Ballas. I think okay. at this point you might have to just, wait a decade and look for some grandkids it's scary <laughs> it's scary because you know you, you joke about it but it'll be here before you know it so oh, guys i really boy. appreciate your time uh, i want to ask you guys about one last thing about iowa because it's crazy they've had two coaches uh since i've been watching iowa football and michigan football and hayden fry and kirk ferentz and both of those programs tough hard-nosed and it looks similar to me the way they play and how hard they play what was it like playing iowa back then and do you see similarities in this in this program Go ahead, you, did not, you did not want to go to Iowa and play. I mean, yeah. they might not have the most athletic, the fastest guys in the world, but they're going to execute their scheme and they're going to play through the ball, through the whistle, and you're going to get their best shot. And you know they were well coached. Uh, you didn't yep. you didn't necessarily think you're going to get uh, outrun, but you might get out hit and out pushed around, and uh, it's scary. And I told Aiden, I go. Don't underestimate. I know you guys are ten point favorites, but these these guys. I mean, it's not at home. You're not at Kinnick, so it's a little <laughs> right. different. But they will come out and they're going to execute their scheme. And Aiden actually said that after the first round of film, he was saying, you know, these guys aren't the most talented, but their scheme, they execute it. They know how to use their talent. They know that you know they're not the biggest, fastest, and strongest, but 
effort and teamwork and a unit and on unison and the offensive line is together, you know, they're, they're not Ohio state, but they're, they're, they can, they can hurt you if you let them. Yeah. What yeah. they lack, what they lack in those uh, shiny star recruits that other schools get, uh, they make up for an absolutely great footwork, hand placement and execution of the schemes at which they're coached in. And that has what has allowed Iowa over the years to compete and win Big Ten championships. This team from Iowa is no surprise. And I haven't watched any Iowa film, but I can. Kurt Ferentz is still the head coach. Yep. That, that guy's still coaching the same fundamentals. And that's why this would be a challenge for Michigan. Yeah, it will. I remember when you guys went down there, fell behind. Jesse House Cat Johnson came out of nowhere, I think, in the screen <laughs> game. You remember that? Blocking out there on the perimeter. He had a nice game for you. And, uh, Defense stiffened in the second half. It seems like yesterday, guys, 30 years ago. It's hard to believe. But you'll be there, Hutch, I know, on Saturday. We'll look for you. Last time I saw you, uh, you were at Penn State sitting up, I think, in row two from the top next to a a buddy of mine named Kurt. And I'm sorry about that. He probably cut your ear off. But it was cold there. (laughs) Yeah, we were touching the clouds. We were so high. It was was cold. Oh, it 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 was not friendly. No, but it'll be in a dome, and uh, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, you feel like these guys are ready and put this Ohio State game behind them? Oh, yeah. I was, you know, early on, I, I tried to give Aiden a good 24 hours to savor the uh, the win, and I lasted about 14 before I was ready to move on. And I really was like, stop. I mean, the kid, I mean, just went through all this. Give him some more time. And, you know, it was – it was – Monday, we started talking, and he was talking. He'd already started watching film, and he's like, "No, Dad, this is not our goal. Our goal was to beat Ohio State, but that was one of our goals. Our other goal is to win the Big Ten championship. There is, there is no doubt in our mind that we are dialed in. This wasn't we beat Ohio State. It was we beat Ohio State. Now let's take the next step." Yeah, and there could be two more steps after that. We'll have to see. We could be back in Indianapolis, guys, uh, in the in early January. We'll see what happens. Uh, certainly not out of the realm of possibility now. So, Skeen, Hutch, I really appreciate your time. I can't tell you how much, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you uh, next month. Man, maybe we'll be talking about a Heisman Trophy. Seriously, you never know. So, uh, we'll you see never know. But, but congratulations you to you and uh, your kid. Uh, what a fantastic year. All right, thanks a lot, guys. All right, later, Hutch. Later, Ballas. Go Blue. Thank you guys. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.